in a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. Okay, this week I have a very special guest. Her name is Marina Yanai Trainer, and she's a somatic leadership coach. She helps clients unleash their power and move past being stuck in their bodies and regulated nervous systems so they can embrace unprecedented success. And we were just talking and I told her that I was going to leave the story of how I came across her Instagram page for this moment when I'm sharing it with you. And recently, about a week ago, I invited all my girlfriends to come to LA with me to celebrate my birthday. And oh, happy birthday! Thank you so much. I'm one of those crazy Geminis. And as we were sitting here, I mean, we do what women do. We just talk and share. And, and I was sharing with them how, you know, uh, with my business, I'm now launching the certification and I'm finding like the, the growing pains of, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know how to. And, and I was saying how I was, my, my nervous system was being very dysregulated and all my friends are coaches in one um, facet or another. So they all were like, okay, so you need to do somatic trainings. You need to do somatic coaching. And then they all directed me to Marina's page. They were like, you just like, seriously. And and it's true. I went to your Instagram and like 15 of my friends follow you. Um, So you're kind of a celebrity within my group, which I didn't know about. But yet then, yes, I went into your Instagram and it's a rabbit hole of incredible somatic tools to regulate your nervous system. So Marina... Thank you for being here. Welcome to the podcast. And please let us know, how did you go through all the chapters of your life to end up where you are right now? I love the story, first of all, so sweet. So thank you for sharing that. And I love the human connection when, you know, things just arrive. Ah, Since you're talking about business, it's really actually related to business stuckness. So I think you'll be able to resonate with this. So about seven, eight years ago, I started my first business. It was in nutrition coaching and plant-based coaching. And I felt incredibly stuck, like constantly. I felt like I wasn't making the impact that I wanted in terms of everything, you know, followers and money and clients and everything. Like I was just going in loops around my head, studying marketing, studying, thinking, basically thinking nonstop. And then I went to multiple coaches until someone said, why don't you just sit with your body? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? My my information is up in my brain, you know? And, And so, and then another coach, another medium, she said to me, your business is a trauma response. And I was like, wow, I don't understand what you mean in my head, but I can feel the truth of this sentence. And so I was like, just really, the the universe was kind of like pushing me there, you know, into this embodiment direction. And I started asking, is there such a thing as a therapist that works with the body? And I was, and someone said, oh, you mean somatic experiencing? And I was like, what's that? And so that's how I found my somatic experiencing therapist. I worked with her for three years. 
frankly, it was hell most of the time. It was really, really hard, really, really challenging. Like all of my biggest triggers coming up and really, you know, it's it's one thing to talk or think about your past trauma or things that you've been through, but it's very different when you're feeling it and you're sensing it and you're, you know, feeling all the emotions and all the sensations. But the thing is that all of those things were in my business, all of the past traumas from immigration. So my family immigrated twice pretty much as refugees, one leaving communist Ukraine and then one leaving Israel when things got really crazy and there was a lot of terrorist attacks and conflict and stuff happening. And um, that was in my body. I was, you know, in an abusive relationship in high school that was really challenging. So all these things were still in my body, even though I've been in therapy for years talking about it, but it was just very, very different. And so basically in my business, I would have these glasses on that were those events. And that's how I would see reality. I had this, you know, people think that whatever we see is reality. It's not, it's really filtered by our past experience. And so that's what I was creating. And when I went through all this somatic work myself, I was like, I have to bring this to my clients. This is amazing. I want to do trauma work. I also worked in um, the conflict in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict as a facilitator for 10 years. So I was around a lot of trauma, a lot of, yeah, almost it felt like group therapy, but without the real tools. And so all of that, you know, I was like, I have to bring this to my clients. I went and got certified in a few somatic modalities. And here we are. And now you live in Costa Rica, where you also lead retreats, correct? Yes, I've done two retreats so far. And I think I will do more. It was so different than than doing, you know, Zoom, even though I love that. And I love working with my clients from all over the world. In person is just so special. Mm. So describe to me, how is it that people come to you with, I'm, I'm going to presume with an unregulated nervous system with trauma in their bodies? How do you assist them in releasing that with your somatic tools? It starts with looking at, okay, what is your goal in your life as a leader? Because I really now focus on leadership. And where do you want to get to? And where do you feel stuck? Where do you feel um, like something is not moving and you just don't understand. And you've tried many, many things. People often come to me, they've tried many, many things. They've talked about it. They've thought about it. They've done affirmations, you know, all these things, but they still feel really stuck. So what we do is we get into the body and we feel into what are the primary experiences in your childhood that are related to this feeling that you're having in your body. Um, that's one way. I also work a lot with parts work. So um, a lot of times when we are stuck in something and we have a story about it, we are intertwined with the part of us that feels this way. It's like, it's not a part of my experience. It's not a filter. This is the experience. You know, I am not loved. People don't care. I'm not in the spotlight. Um, I can't lead. People will never follow my message. I'll never make money. All these kinds of stories, we're really merged with them. So it's it's a process of unblending from that part and being like, oh, this is a part of me and it's filtering my experience and it's coming from the past. 
So how can I really tune into this within my body and release all that stuck emotions, impulses that I couldn't express in my childhood so that now this part is like, ah, okay, I don't need to lead you anymore. Now you can lead from a different place. Mm. And I guess that for a lot of people, and you mentioned that in one of your um, Instagram posts, they don't really think they're, they've been traumatized during their childhood because there hasn't been a physical, emotional, sexual abuse. But what, what would you define as the trauma that will show up later on in our lives as in our, in our nervous systems? It's anything that felt like too much. So when you think of a child, what can feel like too much for a child is so many things because children are so vulnerable. So it's not about the event. Like you and I can go through the same event and it'll be traumatic for one of us and not for the other because it depends on how you feel in that experience. Do you feel like internally you have the resources to deal with it? Do you feel like you have enough friends and family and people that are supporting you? Do you have the financial resources? Like all these pieces, even as adults, but as children, as you can imagine, we're so helpless and we often don't feel like you can have the resources. So that's what's so interesting that so far, I feel like people have really focused on trauma as an event. Oh, it's a car accident. Oh, it's sexual abuse. Oh, it's, you know, some of these things are so traumatic, but I can tell you that I've had clients that have found people dead and it wasn't traumatic for them because of their nervous system, because they have felt that they can process it. They can cry, they can grieve, they can scream, whatever they need to do. So it's really like, how do you feel? Do you feel like a helpless victim in that situation? And again, going back to childhood, so many events that are so simple, like leaving a baby crying or you know, rejection by your classmates, like these things are really traumatic, but we don't maybe not think of them as trauma. Mm. And why do you think that the somatic response can overpower the analytical mind? Like what you were saying at the beginning, like, you know, I was trying to analyze everything and yet I was still stuck. Why do you think that is? So we have this nerve, it's very magical. It's called the vagus nerve. And this is a nerve that is also called the wandering nerve because it goes into so many parts of the body and it wanders through the body. And this nerve sends 80% of information from your body to your mind, to your brain, 80%. And only 20% is going from your brain to your body, which is so fascinating. So people think that you can change your thoughts by just thinking a new thought, but you can think that new thought, but your body is still in a survival response. So your body is still like, I'm still in this situation, in this car accident, or I'm still a baby in the crib crying and no one's coming, right? Your body remembers that. It's called implicit memory, that it's body memory. It it can be before you had words. It can even be your ancestors. It goes that deep. So you don't even have the words to describe it, but your body can feel it. And through your nervous system, it leads you through the vagus nerve to behaving in certain ways in these states. And so with the work that you do, you are sort of uh, re-engineering the vagal nerve. So it can release all those memories that are trapped in the tissues. Absolutely. It's through 
sometimes if you remember the memory and you felt powerless in that story or in that situation, you go back to it and you really release those impulses. You might imagine yourself running, you might scream, you might cry. So some of them are impulses of movement and some of them are expressing emotions that you couldn't back then because you're like, you know, trauma. It's like that kind of response and everything stays stuck within your body. So that process makes space within your nervous system. And it's also really doing different practices when you notice yourself throughout your day, you notice you're overwhelmed or you're anxious or you're shut down. You notice that and you work through your body to come back into being present. And that is through the breath, through movement, through sound. There's so many different practices out there. I I teach a lot of these things like that kind of breath. That's just one example, but there's honestly so, so many. And so as you do that, every time your nervous system learns to naturally do that, you know, over time, as you're practicing, your nervous system is like, oh, I know how to do, to come back, come back to presence, come back to regulation. Mm, it's almost like you can press your own reset pattern instead of letting the emotions take you to those dark places that we go to. Absolutely. And it's a practice. I'm not saying that, you know, in a few sessions, something changes. There's an impact, but this is really lifelong work. I definitely, after years of doing this, notice a huge difference of how I used to be and how I am now, but I continue to practice. Mm. Yeah, I guess that the repetition, like in anything else in life, has to be there in order for your body to understand, oh, that's how we operate now. We're we're done with a 2.0, we're going into 3.0. I'm curious then, when you were saying in one of your stories that you welcome triggers and the reason why you, would you you like them? uh, Would you mind sharing that with our listeners? I believe that triggers really show you why our nervous system gets stuck on on or off because sometimes you don't know and you're just like I'm just always stressed or I'm just always numb and shut down and collapsed and when you have a trigger it's showing you a part of you that has not healed and a part of a trauma that you're carrying so it's happening because something in your outside reality reminds your body your mind your whole experience of the past and then in that moment if you really work through it it doesn't even have to be in that moment it can be a week later it can be a day later you come back to that situation you work through it you start to notice what it's reminding you of and it's just so fascinating i mean i've worked through this with so many clients and it's just so interesting when you slow things down like oh, that person looked at me like this and like this and they're mean and I don't like them and they're an asshole and all that. Oh, let's slow this down. What are you feeling in your body? They're looking at you. What? Oh, it's my dad. You know, it's just like, so it's just so fascinating what we are reminded of and then we can work through it. So I suppose that your work really helps with forgiveness, right? Of whatever the trauma was. You know, I think forgiveness is a very difficult sort of topic in the trauma community. Personally, I think forgiveness is for you. It's not for the other person. And it's to recognize that what happened was wrong. Whatever it is that happened, it was wrong. It doesn't mean that the person is, you know, kind of done with the with what happened. 
but it's for you to release it and let it go. And I've done that with a lot of events from the past. And I really do believe in, yeah, releasing and letting it go. But it's not as easy as being like, okay, I forgive you. It's really going through that process, the grief, the shame, the anger, all the emotions. And then when when you're ready, it's not something you push, but when you're ready, you start to also recognize, well, maybe that person is actually carrying trauma and that's why they acted the way that they acted. Mm. Yeah, it probably gives you an under- a bigger understanding of why the events turn out to be the way that they were. That is incredible work. What are some of the examples of transformations and release that you've seen with uh, your clients? I was just recently working with a client on being in the spotlight and what it feels like to be, you know, seen and in the spotlight and really connecting that to <clears throat> for her in her mind, it was like just obvious that she's not, you know, that it's just, I'm just not, I, I always help other people be in the spotlight. And we really connected that to a past story and a past trauma of what happened. And so I started to see her really like begin to unblend from that, from that story. And from that, that's my truth. And it's it's really cool because literally like days later, she got a promotion and her boss was like, oh, I see how amazing you are at your work. And even though she's like, I don't know if I'm receiving this yet, because again, it's a process, you know, receiving, just feeling like she can really receive and celebrate this. It's really a process, but it's just so cool to, to witness that, you know? Mm. So when people want to work with you, what is the, what is the program that you work with them on one-on-one? One-on-one, I do either six months or 12 months and we meet on Zoom and it's really, um, it's very practical. I would say we practice a lot. We, I like a combination of talking and somatic. So we talk a lot and we co-regulate, which is a huge part of healing. It's just, you probably know as a coach, like your, your nervous system and their nervous system is like playing together. And so they feel safe in my presence. That's really important to me. And then we also work through the emotions a lot, a lot the sensations, what's coming up in their nervous system. It's really deep, very deep work, very profound. And they walk away with a different nervous system, I would say. I mean, it's just incredible. You know, one of my clients that I've been working with for over a year, it's it's mind-blowing with the amount of trauma that she came with to where she is now, like the amount of love she can experience, connection and receiving from other people. It's so special and beautiful so it's it's this process you know that we're walking through together collaborating really collaborating through it Mm, which to me is the most beautiful thing about coaching like I, I feel that sometimes people see coaches as oh they they have all the answers and they know how to take you there and I'm like no we're just a co pilot you know but we can make the 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 journey very easy for you or you know if you're on your own then it may be a little bit more complicated but what you were saying about the co-regulating feeling safe just having someone witnessing uh, the process that you're going through and giving you the, the tools to get there that's that's all it is in my opinion yeah yeah absolutely and also a lot is like our ability to see something that maybe are not seeing and to shine a light on that I think that's something that I'm very good at and making connections between different patterns, something that I used to sort of like shy away from telling people, but I can see like 
sharing my own journey now with my clients. I'm super open about it. So they kind of have like a behind the scenes of my life. I just, I share so much with them and it triggers something in them to be like, oh yeah, interesting. I think I have that too. You know, I want to look at that. Let's talk about it. And also like shining a light on those things that, oh, did you notice that, that what you said, what what you're doing? So it's really powerful. Yeah, being also that uh, back view mirror that says, hey, did you see that? There's a blind spot over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and if people want to work with you in the retreats, what's different about the retreats? What happens when we get into your cocoon of magic? Um, it's It was so lovely. I, you're talking to me right after a retreat that I had one-on-one with a client. It was so special. And what I loved about it is the friendship and the closeness along with the deep work. And it was just so fun. Like it was so fun because we got to do fun things and we got to also go really deep into patterns and, oh my goodness, I'm going to actually, after we finish, I'm going to make her a list of all the patterns for her to continue looking at and being with, but it's, it's just uncovering like digging, you know, digging into the earth and uncovering so many big, big, big patterns and also getting practices that you can use for yourself every single day. Because again, working with your nervous system, I feel that it's, it's, you have to be really, um, what's the word? Not continuous. Um, you know what I mean? Like you have to, sorry. Consistent. Thank you. Close. <laughs> That's the word. So many languages. You have to be really consistent um, every day. And so that's the cool thing that you walk away with a lot of tools. And then you also walk away with the that experience in depth of really being seen by someone in person. I mean, I think that there's nothing more special than that. Hmm. That sounds so magical. Okay, so if people want to find you, what's the best way besides their in- your Instagram, which they have to go and check out? So many valuable resources there. Where else can they find Thank you? you? Yeah, that's the, actually the best place. And then I also have a podcast deep within. Oh, brilliant. Okay, we'll put all that on the show notes. And now that we're getting to the end of our conversation, I want to ask you the last two questions that I ask all my guests. And the first one is, where do you see the world's next great chapter? I think it's really awakening right now. And people are really tending to these patterns. You know, like if, if we look at our parents and our grandparents they were just operating out of triggers all day long like they never stopped and paused because they couldn't right they were in survival mode but they never sat down and were like oh I wonder why I do this and this thing so I feel I mean it's just so special my experience here in Costa Rica seeing community seeing people coming together and so different from the states I feel that there is such strong sense of community here that everyone is supporting one another, you know, just being there for each other. And when somebody triggers you, you don't just say, I don't want to talk to this person anymore. You actually look into that and you really explore it with them. I think that's so, so beautiful. So that sense of awakening and I'm hoping that we wake up also for the planet and and, and animals that is my big hope right now, just looking at what's happening with the environment. And it's really affecting Costa Rica a lot, the weather and everything. And so I really hope that that individual awakening is also, you know, really 
impacting collective awakening and appreciating what we have here. It's so incredible. Mm, I love it. What a good idea. Awakening for everyone and the planet included. Um, where do you see your next great chapter? Um, really supporting leaders, really watching people have an impact, wake up and feel empowered and feel like compassionate and loving towards themselves and other people. Because I remember, you know, in my career path, like I would get very triggered by powerful women, for example. And now it's just like even my clients who are so powerful. I just love being around them. It inspires me so much. It makes me so excited to create things. And I think this is what's possible when we really work on ourselves is to get inspired by each other instead of like shrink when we see one another. And that's really special. And it doesn't come from just deciding. It, it comes from working on it. So that's, yeah, I'm so excited about supporting success and helping also leaders define what is success for them. Is it just money? Because I personally really shifted from seeing it only as money as seeing it as contribution and impact and purpose and heart. And it's completely changed my business and my life. So this is what I want to create in, with others. Mm, and if we needed a testament for those listening to us of how the somatic work actually gives you the benefit of changing your perception, what you were saying about it used to trigger me, now it inspires me. Like how much more powerful you are now that can take that, those women as inspiration instead of as competition. So like what we were saying, if you guys needed any more reason to talk to Marina, there it is. Like your life will actually improve. So I love all of this, Marina, and I love the work that you are doing. So thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with? Any last nugget of wisdom? I, would, I do want to share one thing. First of all, thank you. I love connecting with you. I love that we both love Costa Rica. And I know you're going to come here very soon. And I want to share an app that we've created. Super exciting. It's called Soma Share. It's free to download on Android and iOS. And it's an amazing resource. It has over 100 practices for your nervous system from all over 50 practitioners now that you can just do in your own time and practice every day. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I really want everyone to check it out. Well, look at that. If we needed another tool, there it is. So much share. Did you say? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to download it as soon as we're done. Thank you so much for sharing that resource. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world, for supporting the leaders and for your vision, for your work in Costa Rica. Um, thank you so much, Marina, for the time today. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for everybody else, I will see you next week. Aloha. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.